Chapter 21 of A Book of Giants. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Larry Wilson. A Book of Giants by Henry Wisham Lanier. The Peach's Son, Japanese. From the Myths and Legends of Japan by F. Hadland Davis. One day, while an old woman stood by a stream washing her clothes, she chanced to see an enormous peach floating on the water. It was quite the largest she had ever seen, and as this old woman and her husband were extremely poor, she immediately thought what an excellent meal this extraordinary peach would make. As she could find no stick with which to draw the fruit to the bank, she suddenly remembered the following verse. Distant water is bitter, the near water is sweet. Pass by the distant water, and come into the sweet. This little song had the desired effect. The peach came nearer and nearer, till it stopped at the old woman's feet. She stooped down and picked it up. So delighted was she with her discovery, that she could not stay to do any more washing, but hurried home as quickly as possible. When her husband arrived in the evening, with a bundle of green upon his back, the old woman excitedly took the peach out of the cupboard and showed it to him. The old man, who was tired and hungry, was equally delighted at the thought of so delicious a meal. He speedily brought a knife, and was about to cut the fruit open, when it suddenly opened of its own accord, and the prettiest child imaginable tumbled out with a merry laugh. "'Don't be afraid,' said the little fellow. "'The gods have heard how much you desired a child, and have sent me to be a solace and a comfort in your old age.' The old couple were so overcome with joy that they scarcely knew what to do with themselves. Each in turn nursed the child, caressed him, and murmured many sweet and affectionate words. They called him Momotaro, or son of a peach. When Momotaro was fifteen years old, he was a lad far taller and stronger than boys of his own age. The making of a great hero stirred in his veins, and it was a knightly heroism that desired to right the wrong. One day Momotaro came to his foster-father, and asked him if he would allow him to take a long journey to a certain island in the northern eastern sea, where dwelt a number of ogres, who had captured a great company of innocent people, many of whom they ate. Their wickedness was beyond description, and Momotaro desired to kill them, rescue the unfortunate captives, and bring back the plunder of the island, that he might share it with his foster-parents. The old man was not a little surprised to hear this daring scheme. He knew that Momotaro was no common child. He had been sent from heaven, and he believed that all the ogres and demons could not harm him. So at length the old man gave his consent, saying, uh, Go, Momotaro, slay the ogres, and bring peace to the land. When the old woman had given Momotaro a number of rice cakes, the youth bade his foster parents farewell, and started out upon his journey. While Momotaro was resting under a hedge, eating one of the rice cakes, a great dog came up to him, growled, and showed his teeth. The dog, moreover, could speak, and threateningly begged that Momotaro would give him a cake. "'Either you give me a cake,' said he, "'or I will kill you.' When, however, the dog heard that the famous Momotaro stood before him, his tail dropped between his legs, and he bowed with head to the ground, 
requesting that he might follow son of a peach and render to him all the service that lay in his power momotaro readily accepted this offer and after throwing the dog half a cake they proceeded on their way they had not gone far when they encountered a monkey who also begged to be admitted to momotaro's service this was granted but it was some time before the dog and the monkey ceased snapping at each other and became good friends proceeding upon their journey they came across a pheasant now the innate jealousy of the dog was again awakened and he ran forward and tried to kill the bright-plumed creature momotaro separated the combatants and in the end the pheasant was also admitted to the little band walking decorously in the rear at length momotaro and his followers reached the shore of the northeastern sea here our hero discovered a boat and after a good deal of timidity on the part of the dog monkey and pheasant they all got aboard and soon the little vessel was spinning away over the blue sea after many days upon the ocean they sighted an island momotaro bade the bird fly off a winged herald to announce his coming and bid the ogres surrender the pheasant flew over the sea and alighted on the roof of a great castle and shouted his stirring message adding that the ogres as a sign of his submission should break their horns the ogres only laughed and shook their horns and shaggy red hair then they brought forth iron bars and hurled them furiously at the bird the pheasant cleverly evaded the missiles and flew at the heads of many ogres in the meantime momotaro had landed with his two companions he had no sooner done so than he saw two beautiful damsels weeping by a stream as they wrung out blood-soaked garments oh they said pitifully we are daughters of daimyos and are now the captives of the demon king and his dreadful island soon he will kill us and alas there is no one to come to our aid having made these plaints the women wept anew ladies said momotaro i have come to the purpose of slaying your wicked enemies show me a way into yonder castle so momotaro the dog and the monkey entered through a small door in the castle once inside this fortification they fought tenaciously many of the ogres were so frightened that they fell off the parapets and were dashed to pieces while others were speedily killed by momotaro and his companions all were destroyed except the king and he resolved to surrender and begged that his life might be spared no said momotaro fiercely i will not spare your wicked life you have tortured many innocent people and robbed the country for many years having said these words he gave the demon king into the monkey's keeping and then proceeded through all the rooms of the castle and set free the numerous prisoners he found there and also gathered together much treasure the return journey was a very joyous affair indeed the dog and the pheasant carried the treasure between them while momotaro led the demon king momotaro restored the two daughters of the daimyos to their homes and many others who had been captives on the island the whole country rejoiced in his victory but no one more than momotaro's foster parents who ended their days in peace and plenty thanks to the great treasure of the ogres which momotaro bestowed upon them end of chapter twenty one